for centuries. We've been warned about little green men. Now, they are coming. They're coming for you. Prepare for the attack of the android. Hey, what's up, everybody? It's Tuesday, January 20th, 2015. This is episode 144 of Attack of the Androids. Every Tuesday, right here, attackoftheandroids.com slash live. Check it out. I'm Matt Lee. That dude, that's Eric. Eric F., what's up, Eric? Not much, Matt. Welcome back. Happy New Year and all that stuff. Also joining us, Nick Carroll. What's happening, Nick? Hey, glad to be back. Long time to see you two. <laughs> Hell yeah, all sorts of stuff. Just got back from CES last week. A lot of cool stuff there. Uh, what should we start out with? You, you have in the dock uh, the new Avangant Glyph. Uh, they showed off their final hardware design uh, over at CES. Um, this was actually one of the things I got to kind of play with. It wasn't like a planned thing or anything. I just I ended up out at this little airfield where they were doing DGI drone test flights. They had the Aspire, the old Phantoms there and stuff, so... Uh, they, there was a couple other major websites. Like, they're reporting it and covering it, and I just got to kind of hang out. But uh, one of the things they had there, it, uh, the Glyph, the Avangon guys were there, and they had that the new the new version. Uh, and they had it hooked up to one of DGI's Aspire drones. So you put this thing on, and, like, it's basically like last year's, the one we actually reported on and, and told you guys about, um, it's got a wider field of view and a better resolution. Basically, other than that, it's the same thing. Um, but that wider view, like when it's on a drone, it's it's pretty insane. It feels like you're kind of flying when, when you first, like, you put it on and it's showing you what the drone sees and then you make the drone take off and it, it your stomach it, it kind of goes, wee! <laughs> it's pretty cool, though. That's outstanding. So this was, uh, like, how, how was it connected to the drone was was the um was it was it the uh, what do you call it like the the remote did it have like HDMI out or something or yeah I I want to say this one was wireless but it, I don't think it was wireless it was probably plugged into the the tablet which was uh being held <laughs> ah, okay. by the controller yeah. of the drone yeah we actually covered this uh, last year about this time it was the Kickstarter. And uh, I, I guess it got funded. <laughs> I haven't kept too much track of it, but it looks like a, a pretty cool VR headset. Although, I mean, it looks like you know, like one of these did that. I mean, <laughs> it looks kind of weird, but uh, yeah. Well, and did you did you get a sense of the um, like the audio quality? I don't know if there was any audio going with the uh, drone. Uh, or no, it, I didn't personally. I okay. This was, and this, it didn't really look like what's here. Like, I think it was just a different one, maybe. Like, <laughs> full glyph that the consumer can go buy that mm-hmm. has the headphones and stuff. This thing, it kind of looked more like an Oculus. Like, it didn't have headphones really? or anything. It was just the, the visor, the viewer. So oh, I, you I, know what? They have, another, they have another device that... Um, I, because they so this company originally started out with the the thought that they were going to develop um, they were going to develop uh, technology for the military and right. 
So, okay, here it is. So it's called the Avagant, the Jellyfish Video Glasses. Jellyfish, uh, that's what it's called. That's the one I saw. Oh, okay. So I, I'm... Shit, now I'm a little disappointed because <laughs> you were talking about how the, the video quality, water field of view, I hope that that's something that they, uh, that they put into the final glyph design. Oh, I'm um, sure. Well, uh, I would like well, to that's think very cool. it will be. Yeah, it does look like it's more of a theater, uh, like a theater on your face <laughs> type of yeah. device. You know, and they're kind of doing that with uh, DK2 for the Oculus, is they have like a little program where you can sort of pretend you're at a theater and you can watch a movie. You can even put your own movies on it and sort of watch it either as if you're in a theater or you could change the, the scenery, like one of the scenes uh, that you can use for the Oculus is like you're on the, the moon watching a movie, so I suspect maybe in the future we might do something, might see something like that for the glyph or or something beyond that, but it looks like it's more focused towards watching movies, you know. Well, let me tell you why I'm excited and why I'm going to get this, because like you're saying, Nick, like, you know, the, the whole, like, theater on your face thing, um, you're going to be able to plug this in to your devices, so, like, I could, I could do, like, a uh, my Shield tablet has a, I think it's, what is it, mini HDMI or yeah. micro HDMI? Yeah, I could plug this stupid thing into that, and I could, if I'm sitting on a plane, I could watch movies and stuff. I don't have to, you know, have all the weird, you know, crap going around me. And then if I want to, let's say, work on something, and I don't really, you know, there's not really a lot of room on airplanes where you can have the laptop, you know, with the screen up, you know, I could I could have the screen down a little bit and use the Avagon Glyph as the uh, monitor. Like this thing seems a lot like the Oculus seems very interesting for like gaming specifically, but for everyday use, this seems like a better device to me. Yeah, and one of the things I was just looking, I just posted uh, the AOTA uh, one fourteen link in our chat, and it shows the first prototype or working model of the glyph and it's actually a lot more crude looking than the one they showed at CES but it looks like advanced a little bit it does actually look like actually a pretty modern set of <laughs> headphones <laughs> that you do this with so uh, it looks cool so I, I'd say right now it actually looks better than the Oculus so. it kind of looks like a set of beats almost <laughs> <laughs> well it, there was uh, a there's an article I think it was um this might be the one I threw in the dock by Mobile Syrup, and they were saying the the person who wrote this, um, Daniel Bader, was saying that the the sound quality on the headphones was even up to par with uh, expensive headphones. Yeah. So it's it's not like they even skimped there. Like it's pretty cool. This uh, <laughs> this little airstrip here, that's the one I was at in the Sing Gadget article. The one that's on that guy's face, like that's 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 cool. the setup. But where are you, Matt Lee? I'm not in that picture. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> There's actually I tossed a video up that uh, I think one of the DGI guys shared of of the drone and everything, and I'm you can see me wandering around a couple a couple times in that one. But yeah, pretty cool stuff. That airstrip was neat. It was out by the like the Red Rock Canyon uh, loop there that you can drive, and uh, really pretty. 
there's a bunch of like old timers that I guess owned or were members of the the airfield, and they had like their old school RC planes, and they mm-hmm. were like flying these cool little planes in between all these drones that the the guys were messing with. It's pretty neat. I I kind of I see all this stuff happening with these quadcopters and drones. I kind of want to get one of those like cheap, just thirty dollar mini ones and uh, mess those around. Ones with them. Are terrible. I bro- I had one of those. Mm-hmm. I like two days. You need to get one of these four thousand dollar DJI. Oh, shut up. <laughs> yeah, a lot of the guys at the office here had some of those little mini helicopter things just flying around, like pretty terrible stuff. Yeah, definitely go for one of the. Aren't they selling some of the more upscale drones now, like Best Buy? I can't remember the, yeah, probably. the popular one for like hundred bucks. Do you want to practice? Do you want to practice on like a small one though? No, because like, the it seems, ones are way easier to fly because they're all like cheap one, a cheap one. Do it outside. <laughs> well, thank you. And I like how you guys were like totally giving me shit earlier for my tea maker, and you're like, no, go out and buy the four thousand dollar drone. That makes total sense. Well, of course, your, listen, the drone doesn't make me tea. Does the your drone tea does not make fly? me tea? Does it have a it's camera? I don't know. I'm still I'm still exploring all the features. It's in German. <laughs> I can't help. It's a good thing you speak German. Yeah. It's very good, but I don't speak that German. Ah, makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> so what's next? Uh, let's see. This micro USB cable capture device. Let's talk about that. Kind of cool. Maybe. A little uh, tuner. Yeah, this is a throwback. I, it, so it seems like it's only uh, currently, just based on the the picture, it's, it's currently only... Uh, PAL, so it's not NTSC yet, um, so it would really only work, you know, probably in Australia, Europe, um, but supposedly D-Link is going to be offering this in other markets as well, and I, I, I feel like, like you would need you would need a device with a lot of storage, but if you had it, you could plug this little thing into your, you know, into your phone or tablet, plug the other end into your TV, and you could I don't know, maybe use an old tablet as a DVR uh, or something along those lines. Yeah, they're using a Nexus 5, at least in the example image, although I don't know if that's Photoshop, but that's kind of funny. <laughs> I'm going to guess it's Photoshop. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I mean, the only problem I see here is, you know, the same with all of these, um, like, USB OTG things that you see, is that it all comes down to the... Um, it all comes down to the uh, su- like the driver's support. Um, if if you know if some phones don't have support for OTG, um, then it's probably not going to work, and it, it'll probably be hit or miss. Uh, it looks pretty cool. I mean, it doesn't look like it's a huge honking device that plugs up to it. Just a little dongle, as they say. So these sorts of things do make me nervous, though. When you have like I. I don't know. I look at that, and all I see is the possibility of like it getting like smacked down and like tearing up your micro USB connector. All of a sudden, you can't charge your phone, and you got to tear it apart and resolder or some crap like that. Oh, this kind of stuff makes me unsettled. Yeah, but how much is it? Like, it, it's not. It can't be that unsettling. Forty bucks. Forty, 40 bucks. But if it screws up your phone, your forty tablet. Australian bucks. Priceless. <laughs> no, no, it's, it's a USD. They were quoting it. Okay. Is that Australian dollars? Yes, Australian United States dollars. 
Thank That's you. exactly the United what States of Australia. <laughs> That's pretty cool. Were, it would be cheaper. If it were 41 Australian dollars, it would only be $33.48. So let's hope that you're right, Matt, even though you're not. Awesome. So let's see here. Oh, you know what? I think that one of you guys uses this. I swear I know this from an earlier show. Google is going to be shutting down Chrome to phone as well as like some of the – I forget what it's called, but like the um, print within Chrome feature uh, on Chrome on mobile. What do you guys think about that? Yeah, I've tried, I've tried the, uh, the Chrome uh, capturing feature a while ago, but – it wasn't reliable, at least for me, so I didn't, I didn't stick with it. Plus, it wasn't something I used a lot, you know, send, you know, basically sending the URL, you know, from my desktop browser to my phone. Uh, I used it, like, maybe a few times and just really lost interest. It was sort of integrated that functionality now into Chrome itself, so I guess this is kind of outmoded or, you know, they're deprecating it as a result, so. Really? So how does that work built in? Oh, sorry, go ahead, Matt. I used it quite a bit before it was built into Chrome, but now you just use the recent tab thing, and that's like where all that stuff goes. Yeah, the, app cool, the Chrome to Phone app had some cool extra functionality, like for maps and stuff. Like if if you had an address and you sent it to Chrome, it would op- it would or you sent it from Chrome to your phone, it would open it up in Maps and show you the address and stuff. It was useful for stuff like that, but then a lot of that just got incorporated into into Chrome. For the for Android and then yeah, no more. So support. how how does that work? You say it's it's integrated in Chrome for Android. So so if I have something open up on my desktop, how do I how do I get that to my phone? It, it's synchronized automatically through Chrome. I haven't tried it in a long time, but from what I remember, it was basically. I, I use it all the time on my phone. You just open up Chrome and you go to the dots, and you look for recent tabs. Yeah, and it'll Good show point. you. I don't know if you can see this. Yeah, it'll show you like which device, you know, like mobile or whatever. So, and then yeah, so it'll show you all your different devices and then which tabs were open. Oh, that's terrible. Uh, which tabs were open on what? I would use it sometimes. Like I'll be at my uh, desk, you know, at the house, and sometimes I would just want to relax in bed, so I get out my Chromebook and then use that. So, it's cool. It, it'll like my my. All in one here, and then my Chromebook. Like I, all the tabs that I had open on any of them are just right there, and vice versa. Like if you go to Chrome here and into the the, the hamburger or whatever, and uh, into the recent tabs, it's right there. Or hot dogs or whatever it is. This this month. Yeah. Do you guys think that's yeah. as elegant a solution as just having Chrome to phone? Yes, it's better. Uh, it's is better. It's one less app. Just. Yeah, and it's all Chrome. You just have Chrome, and that's just it. You don't have to open up a different app for that now. And, I mean, like, Firefox does that, too. They, they do, like, a Firefox Sync type of service. You know, wow. I still don't use Firefox Sync. <laughs> yeah, no. people I know do it, but I don't, yeah. yeah exactly. So Chrome, I can see Chrome doing it because they have you log in. Like you, you, you're logged into your Google account, and it, how, how is Firefox doing that? Oh, right, I but you remember they're being... It's the same thing. You have to go into settings of Chrome of the, your browser and make sure you're signed in to use all yeah. of the Think function. A, yeah, they, no, I didn't know there was a Firefox sign-in. Yeah, well, and Firefox, it, that's the same thing. 
Yeah, it's just called Sync. It's like a little section you go to and you just sign in with your credentials. So the icon is actually a little sink, like a kitchen sink. No, it's not. Oh, that would have been nice. <laughs> now I'm disappointed. Now I'm sad. Awesome. And like the other stuff, what they were saying, like print to my phone or whatever. Like you mm-hmm. can do that with cloud print. I mean, there it's kind of all this other functionality that wasn't there previous, so people made it there, and they got a good following because everyone wanted that same thing. Because everyone wanted that same thing, Google then incorporates it into, you know, their stuff, and, and there you go. And I well, think good. Chrome to Phone was a 20% project, if I am remembering right. Hmm. I might be wrong. I'm just making up stuff. No, that's good. So... Well, yeah, I I, see, that's better, because I was worried that they were taking away... I, th- I thought they were taking away features. Now, it does. It says, though, that print to... So the feature, that the other feature you're talking about is print to my phone, which is in cloud print. So they're removing it from cloud print? Is, no, I, I, I don't know. It doesn't make sense. I've not used the old one, so I can't relate to that, but the uh, the, the new feature is built into Chrome, the cloud print. Feature so and again I don't even use that my wife's the only one that I know of that actually <laughs> prints anything but in theory if you wanted to use that you would just have Chrome up it up like on your desktop of choice or whatever that is connected to a printer and then you would print you know that way but the old method I've never used so I can't relate to how how that compared to this I suspect it's probably similar to the Chrome to phone feature compared to the new or recent you know cloud print through Chrome features, so had a point last. Uh, Chrome to phone was a 20% project. I thought I heard that somewhere. Closure. That's, that's what I'm talking about. Damn. Yeah, closure. One, of the, right? yeah, one of the features I like with Chrome is I always use the bookmark feature. I have, you know, the bookmarks for different devices. I just go to my desktop one and that's where I keep like the majority of all my Bookmarks. I was going to that. You know, sorry for the side rant. Just got distracted. <laughs> These yeah. phones, they do that. Um, let's talk about this. The uh, HP new 12-inch Android tablet. Uh, Verge says kind of looks like a giant HTC One. That, that is, it is kind of. It's got like the speakers on the sides. It's all silver with the black bevel. It, it actually looks pretty attractive, but the downside is that one has like a 1600 by by 1200 screen, so it's got like a lower DPI than this little 11-inch uh, notebook that I've got. So, but it looks decent. So, yeah, that's the yeah the 12-inch one there in the picture. That it, it is kind of cool. I think it's it's the case that's in it. Like it's very yeah. attractive. He has this little. His little triangle drawing here, her little her little draft here, and then on the tablet there's there's the same draft. Like, it's it's nice and organized. Okay. Using the signs and cosines. Right. I mean, this person's a professional. I don't I'm know. Find a hypotenuse here. <laughs> it the way that it is being presented, like it, it's being presented sort of as like you know if you were a if you were a businessman or a businesswoman you would. You would put this in your folio and you would take your notes on it. Um, the presentation is very nice, though. I I don't know. I I think that 
I, I don't I don't know. I, I, I think it looks cool. I don't see it as being like a killer product. And I think Got that it. most people have gotten to the fact that 12 inches is too much for them when it comes to tablet size. That's a lot to handle, definitely. Uh, it comes with a Snapdragon 800 and 2 gigs of RAM. Kind of yeah, not what... I, I would like to see a little more in a professional tablet yeah. station, personally, but, you know. Yeah, I didn't catch the price on that, but it, 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 it what struck me as interesting about it was... Uh, it's, the 8 is 449 and the 12 is 569, they're saying. Uh, no. Yeah, the, if yeah. I remember the PPI, that was like 130 or something like that, but... That 12 is cheaper than what you're going to pay for a phone unsubsidized on a major carrier for <coughs> like a tablet. Yeah. <laughs> you're getting 12 inches here, you guys, for that price. Some people will pay a lot for that. <laughs> where else are you going to get 12 inches? Price per inch is pretty, pretty low. You're right. Yeah, I mean, it's no Subway, but you know. No, it's, it's, uh, it's running KitKat, which automatically, like right off the bat, it's like, why? Why are we doing this? Um... And, uh, yeah, I mean, it even says right here that HP wants to sell you an entire ecosystem of business accessories. Oh, um, would, you, would you please? Yeah, so they're bundled with the Duet Pen, which allows you to write on any surface and have mm-hmm. that writing automatically appear on your tablet. Whoa, wait, really? That That's, that's, that's pretty cool, cool actually. That's, okay, I'll give you that one, HP. That's pretty cool. I, that is, honestly, that's my biggest complaint when it comes to styluses and tablets is that you know, even if you have the Wacom, Wacom, whatever, like, uh, screen, you can't get pre- the same precision that you can get if you're just writing on a piece of paper with a pen or a pencil. Right. It's impossible. It's close. I mean, Wacom is definitely close. But It's close, but you still have this, like, the, like, my Shield has that, uh, has that technology, and I was trying to mess with it to see... There's always, even with iPads, there's this little, it's a little bit of lag, and the lines are just, because because the thickness is, the thickness of the lines is based on um, the software and not based on the actual size of the end of your stylus, like, mm. it, you're looking at it like, well, this doesn't make sense because the end of the stylus is this big and my line is only this big, and your brain, brain does not compute. Um, so something like this is actually pretty cool, even though I went into it trying to make fun of it. <laughs> so it's and it's definitely make funnable, but it is cool because yeah, of sure. the pen. It, well, two things I found interesting about yep. this is, A, there are the two front-facing speakers, and we're finding more of these devices coming out, particularly tablets uh, with the front-facing speakers, and B... Uh, like this tablet, the 12, is actually a 4 by 3 ratio, like the iPad, and right. unlike most Android tablets. So it's inter- interesting to me that we're seeing more and more Android tablets come out with a 4 by 3 ratio as opposed to the 16 you know, by 10 ratio. So comparatively, it's only 16 by 12 compared to 16 by 10 if you just look at it on a, on a same scale. So it's not a dramatic difference, but it is still a difference. And I guess... You know, a lot of these Android tablets haven't been as successful, so maybe some of the manufacturers are open, more open to the idea of different tablet, you know, screen sizes as well as, you know, framework, whatever you call it. So, but it, it does look like an attractive tablet, and some of the other tablets that they mentioned in the article uh, are pretty decent too, and they talk in the article about how they have some Android and Windows tablets. But yeah, that right there, that's the pen. That's pretty awesome. Do you guys see the tip of it? Like, look at just the tip. Of this, 
it's very it's very thin, which makes you think that writing on any surface, it will show up right where you would expect it to, and not like Eric says, having the 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 lag problem. That's pretty cool. Hmm. Eric, look at the tip. I'm I'm looking at the tip. That that's a f- mighty fine tip. Uh, it's shaped nice. Yeah. It looks like, well, I won't say what it looks like. In other news, looks better than the S Pen. So that's not too difficult, though. Right. Uh, did you guys see WhatsApp starting to kind of do like what the Twitter did back a while ago? Uh, when they started kind of blocking APIs from certain third-party Twitter clients. Um, I, I can understand this more for WhatsApp because it's not a platform that they uh, wanted people to build on, it seemed like. It was just like, here's what, what it does, and here's this is, our, this is our thing. Like, Twitter was a platform that people were encouraged to build on and then got shut, shut yeah, down. Yeah, and Twitter so. started out fairly open, right. you know, before it got really popular and took off and then became a huge corporation at this point. But, uh, yeah, this was news to me. I was personally unaware of the third-party WhatsApp clients, but uh, this article yeah, I didn't kind know of that was weird. Like, I don't yeah. use WhatsApp. The, the last I, I heard, they had incorporated TechSecure's protocol into it for uh, securing their messaging. Yeah, yeah. I didn't know, you know that's pro- like. There's one called WhatsApp Plus. That was the one specifically. Uh, another one called WhatsApp MD was also yeah. affected. Um, yeah, so, yeah. yeah, now that you mentioned, just like that article, you, uh, we talked about this before, that's probably WhatsApp trying to increase their security profile and things right. of that nature. I mean, they're the biggest app of its nature in the world, and others are trying to trying to keep up. So it, it's kind of cool that they're focusing on staying ahead of the curve as far as security. And like the apps mentioned in this article, none of them were like in the Google Play Store, for example. And I don't know if they had similar, if they are in the iOS store, but... Apparently, you could sideload them if you had an Android, you know, device. But uh, it's just it's interesting to see that they that they're pulling the plug on these third-party apps. Yeah, and that is a big difference between that and the Twitter thing. Like those apps were in the Play Store; they were totally legit. And they just got like none of these for WhatsApp were in the Play Store. Like you said, they had to be sideloaded and all that. So probably not a good a good. Thing. Twitter had a little bit of an yeah, like that's a that's like right. Twitter awesome. had an API. They wanted you to do this until they decided they didn't want you to do this. Yeah, um, yeah. that was realized. Yeah, well, the third-party apps were becoming successful for Twitter, and a lot of them weren't hosting Twitter's ads. So, I mean, what you know, what could you do? And I guess Twitter only slightly more gracefully ended it. You know, cut out support because they allowed the hundred thousand tokens or whatever. WhatsApp was like done. <laughs> so yeah. I, I find that I still find that irritating that you could there could be a really nice um, third party Twitter client out there but you can't get it because we don't have enough tokens like I screw Twitter I I don't like I do not like that I I feel like they sort of pulled the rug out from under people who made them successful um, but you know that's them this WhatsApp thing is just this this seems like the I think we may have talked about it even though it's more iPhone based um, I think there was an app for it might have been for Android that allowed you to do iMessage back and forth but it's like no just just sign in with your Apple ID to our little server here in China and you know it's no problem and it it worked but 
yeah, you know, probably did. wasn't the best idea. <laughs> yeah, I think we discussed that a few months ago. Yeah, nice little man in the middle app, I'm sure. <laughs> it was probably quite literally a man in the middle. Like, they would get your message, and then they'd very quickly type it up and yeah. send it on an actual iPhone. That's so awesome. That is so not secure whatsoever. Nah. It's pretty much the opposite of, of being secure. But that's fine, because your iMessage got to where you wanted it to go. Well, and that is the important thing if, you know, if that's what you were trying. Uh, also, talking about messengers and stuff, their article on Android and me, uh, Facebook has big plans for Messenger in 2015, you know, like voice-to-text and ads. Are you ready for ads in Messenger? Oh, <laughs> yeah, man. I don't have enough ads for any Facebook apps. <laughs> More ads, please. I'm not noticing them as much anymore on the, the app on, on Android. Like, there used to be, like, annoying ads in your timeline and stuff. I'm not really getting those anymore. So I don't know. Maybe I turned something off. Uh, I will definitely stop using Messenger if ads start, you know, being annoying. I don't um, really notice the ads either, but it's mainly because I don't use Facebook or yeah. Facebook Messenger. So, and voice you have to that option. Like, don't doesn't your keyboard already do that? Why I don't get why you need to have it internal to Messenger, except to have it record all of your messages. But it can do that anyway. Got it. You don't need to have it listen. <laughs> like that's just weird. If they're trying to build up their own um, like text to speech library, though, like the ah, um, right Google the has samples. Yeah, exactly. You had you had Goog four one one in yeah. the past. I, I think they shut that down. But the whole point of Goog four one one was so that way they could capture your utterances. They could, you know, sometimes have somebody physically just like sit down and listen to them and tweak their algorithm, make it better. And that's why Google Voice recognition is so good. And oh, yeah. I can imagine that Facebook is probably looking to do something similar. Um, so that way, I don't know, maybe like someday in the future, you can just. Yeah. I don't know how well that would implement into their graph. They have their own kind of, you know, built-in search functionality, and they have their own graph feature built into Facebook, so maybe that data would be entered in the graph somehow. You'll be able to search for voices pretty soon. Does this sound Uh, like a voice in your head? Like face recognition, just for voice recognition? Voice right, yeah, totally. Why not? That'll be neat. Your friend was talking shit about you. (laughs) We confirmed it was him. Did it sound like this? (laughs) <laughs> well, that's good. I mean, Facebook, you know, they need to make money, right? I mean, not, not, not making enough, so that's cool. Uh, Field Trip got an update finally with a little mis- material design love. You guys, you guys use Field Trip anymore? I, I kind of uninstalled it quite a while ago, so I don't really mess with it. But I uninstalled it because I didn't have room on my phone. Right. Um, but I, I really do like Field Trip when it works. And, and I, I talked a little bit about Field Trip in my, um, the article that I wrote for And uh, last week. I think it did. There are, there are some really nice features of Field Trip, but um, I don't know. Unless you're, I think it's one that you, you install when you're traveling somewhere. You don't leave on right. your phone all the time. Yeah, it can get big, definitely, depending on you know, what you're looking at. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I would say also if you're just kind of curious, hey, what's this place like? What's that place like that? And you don't really travel a lot. I think alternatively that could be something for someone. But for me, I mean, I, I'm inside so much. <laughs> I would probably benefit from using that so much, but I don't tra- travel as much. So I guess it all depends on who would use it and what they would use it for. 
I think too, if you if you move to a new city, like if um, yeah. that something like this would be really good, um, like an easy way to sort of explore, you know, just by. I don't know, riding the bus or whatever. If you're if you're around, like it's really good at at noticing. Oh, you're near this, and then giving you more information if you want it. All sleek and modern. <laughs> right. That's a uh, Niantic Labs, yeah. That that they did uh, Ingress. Wasn't Field Trip was their their first thing. Oh, that's right. Yeah, that was yeah. One of one of them preceded the other, but yeah, that uh, I forgot about that. Man, that's. That's good. Good catch on that. This was one of those things too that would have been awesome for Google Glass. Uh, Eric, I, let, I, we should talk about Glass just real quick. Yeah, sure. I'll tell you at CES, not this last time, but before that, the year before, you couldn't look at somebody without seeing Glass. It was very pervasive. It like it was everywhere. It was ubiquitous is the word, not pervasive. Um, this that year, nice. like I did not see one. Until really? day, like, four? And then I saw one, and I looked at the kid, and he looked back at me, and, like, he totally took them off and put them away. It was You saw shame? Off. You shamed him to take his glass off? No, I didn't. <laughs> but I only saw one. It was, it was odd. Is that telling of something that might be happening, or what, what, what is going on? Do you, have, do you have your glass? Yeah. I have my glass, and I wrote, uh, it'll be in the show notes, I wrote an article for a new domain last week um, because there there was an announcement from Google that they were no longer going to be offering the uh, Explorer edition um, beginning yesterday, the 19th. I think that was the last day. So, yeah, yeah here you go. Here's here's the glass. Now, that's um, the Explorer edition. Does that mean we can expect a public edition soon, or... Did they decide that it was watches and not glasses? Well, this is where I think that a lot of a lot of the news outlets were sort of, I kind of being dishonest to you know, frankly, um, is that Google and they announced and they also sent out an email to all of the Glass explorers saying that um, Glass was moving over to the team that does Nest, and that Ooh. and that it's and that. Uh, here, I'm going to pull up the actual... I, while you're doing that, when yeah. uh, I'll give you a little yeah. anecdote while I was down there, I ended up in an Apple store at the forum, the forum shops in Caesar's Palace. Never been in an Apple store before. So I'm like looking at all this stuff. On the wall, they have Nest in there, which I thought was interesting. Hmm. I, I don't know if that's normal. It or may have been installed before the Google purchase, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, new new ones, but uh, yeah, I don't know. It, I thought it was kind of odd that like that's that they were selling that there. It is kind of weird. Nest is on the Google Play Store, but not Glass, and <laughs> it's being moved over to the Nest team. So, but yeah, I do think we're going to see more Glass in the future. But just because they're deprioritizing the Explorer edition, maybe they sold them all, you know, and they're going on to the next one. It's like, you know, last year, one year ago, to about the day today, we covered, you know, that Glyph of the Gent Glyph, you know, device, and it looks dramatically different than what it was a year ago. Who's Used to say glass isn't looking dramatically different, isn't more refined, you know, than what it was a year ago. And if you look at glass today, the everyone now is carrying smartphones with much better optics than that. And now we're getting into these camcorders and professional cameras that do 4K and 1080p, 60, and you know, glass can't do that. So I think that's part of the reason why 
class is being deprioritized because it just can't keep up with the new technology of today that everyone's carrying around. So that's just my little side rant. I I mean I think you're right, and I found the I found the email that. Um that Google sent. So they had sent they sent an email, subject line being "Thanks for exploring with us," and it basically it said that they have graduated from Google X Labs, which is where it was. Thanks, sort of, Thanks for the fifteen hundred. <laughs> <laughs> and the, well, they said that they're they're that they're working on future versions of Glass, and that they'll be released when they're ready. So to me, that says I'm not going to see something. This um, this year, uh, but I don't think that Glass is dead. Are you um, expecting free, like a free upgrade, because you're in the Explorer program, or are you expecting to have to pay a thou for this next set? Yeah. I don't think that I don't think the next one's going to be a thousand. Uh, I still think that the their target, <clears throat> I think their target has to be under five hundred dollars. Um, but I yeah, it has to be. I don't think that there's. Unless unless there's a professional version that's just meant for some of these small um, these small things that I talked about in the article, like there were, uh, Google Glass was being used by uh, surgeons to um, for educational purposes, so that way they could they could record what they're doing, they could show it to students, um, you know, who are trying to learn from them. So I could see there being like a high resolution, more precise version that costs more money for medical professionals. I could see there being a more expensive uh, version, like a ruggedized version for um, people that maybe are using it out in the field, uh, like the folks in uh, Nepal were using to track wildlife. Ooh, um, I like that. Because these things really are not... It, it freaks me out when I wear them sometimes. Um, like when I, was, when I was in Cambodia, I was, I was really freaked out because like I'm out... You know, I'm out in the in the jungle. I'm I'm climbing up these these buildings, and all I'm thinking to myself is all of those pictures I saw on Google Plus, where where like the the arm that has all the electronics in it just snaps in half, or the or the or the the little prism thing like explodes. Like it's this this yeah, was heard, truly beta. You know what I heard? If you take a laser, you heard? You take a laser pointer and you shine it at that thing. It explodes. It does not. If you take a green laser pointer, possibly. I would be. If you take a blue one, and this is this is the the problem. Like the you you see like there's a picture. I'm looking at the email. There's a picture of a guy who's skydiving with his glass. I would never do that. That's stupid. Would you skydive though? No, that's stupid. Well, there you go. So it did. that's what the GoPro is for. The fact that he's wearing glass or not is is mute at this point because you wouldn't do it either way. I wouldn't either. I mean, you would probably have to push me out of the plane, but well, if I did, I would wear glass and have a GoPro. I'd have six GoPros in a 360 hero thing that would make a giant photosphere of me jumping out of a plane. I do see this as being... Go ahead, Nick. I was going to say, personally, I have a little more of a positive outlook. I actually think we might see Glass 2.0 announced by Google I.O., and it may be a product available by holiday season. That's my personal guess, because I think they've had a year to keep developing it. They've actually had this same model essentially in use for two years, maybe even a little bit more than two years. So 
I think they've gotten to a point where they've got something something else, and it'll come out. But maybe I'm too optimistic, but that's my, my bet is that we'll see that this year. Do you think the people that didn't jump on the Explorer version are the more optimistic ones because they are waiting for a Gen 2 and something better than what everyone that was like, oh, I'm just going to get this now and drop 15 bu- uh, on it. Like, I, I feel like they, they are other than our Eric here, of course. No one's more optimistic than Eric. But I feel like that's the tone, kind of, that... that... And, of course, news outlets want to say that it's dead because it makes headlines and crap like that. Like, it's... Nothing's ever dead. Come on. Well, we haven't heard a lot about it, you know, recently, and even the guy that that really is headed up glass has has not been wearing it as much, but, uh, you know, Sergey Brin. But uh, it, it is interesting to see that, collectively... You're not seeing as much, even like Jason Howell at uh, the the Twit, you know, <laughs> uh, factory. You might say he uh, he doesn't use it a, as much. You know, we're not seeing it as much uh, on you know by, by press. And as you mentioned in CES, it wasn't used that often. So, yeah, it it has. I I feel like it it has some it has limited use. Um, where it shines, it really shines. Like it it can be a really good product and. I, I don't know, Nick. I don't know that necessarily we'll see it at even announced at I.O. Um, there's been a lot of talk about Project Aura and the fact that they announced that they're going to be going live with that in Puerto Rico. I think that when it comes to hardware, aside from maybe a phone or a tablet, I think that their focus is going to be on Project Aura this year um, and that we're not going to see anything until at least next year. Um, at, my hope, though, is that what I would like to see would be it to look like regular glasses with maybe the the electronics in the in the rim um this the chunky back yeah, I think it makes sense for you know given the time and place but um technology wise I I think that they can do better now like given it, that they've had a few I would years. also say that Nest is a company that I don't know I would say if it it's been turned over to Nest that they're probably going to actually be charged now with making the next device as well, because that's what they do. You know, they prototype their thermostat, but they eventually sold it. So same thing with their uh, fire uh, fire alarm. So this may be their next, their third big project. You know, it's handled by them instead of Google. So what I'm hoping too for, um, I'm really hoping for a better uh, processor, because this. Yeah. Glass is still basically a Galaxy Nexus strapped to the side of your head. Yeah. And that is, it's it's really starting to show. Um, yeah. You Put know, I, I, in there, right? Something. Yeah. Like, it, you need, you need a better, you need better guts because it's, it is laggy. It was, it was getting laggy six months ago. And when I, I did an update on it when I was writing the article because I hadn't worn it for a while. And, it's it's still laggy. It's not as snappy as it used to be, um, which is disappointing. Like when when it I'm telling you when it works. Like when it when it's when everything's sort of like you know firing at the same time. Like it's great. The voice lot. recognition is awesome. It works. <laughs> it's, it is one of those things that just that's what really disappointed me is that it got the 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 quality of the experience got worse over time. And we're and, we notice yeah. that with everything Android, it seems like I don't know if it's just bad memory chips they're using or what, but like the longer you have it, it just gets slower. It's weird. 
Well, part of that is due to NAND flash, but I think like with, with right. Google Glass, you know, it, I'm going by memory here, but I had an Atrix 2 and had the same processor as that, an OMAP 4430, very similar to what's in the uh, current Moto, Moto 360 smartwatch, and the display is uh, QHD, the uh, 540 by 960 resolution, you know, and that, that was really being phased out, you know, two years ago with something like, like the Atrix 2 and you know, the Nexus uh, that he was mentioning. So it's like, uh, you know, technology has moved on, but glass has stayed the same, and up until the other day was the same price at $1,500. And really, it it had, it had needs to move on, and they just need to come out with the version 2.0 thing. But with all the fanfare, fanfare they put into it for more than two years, I think uh, it's time for them to take it to the next level or declare that it's dead, you know, like a lot of their other projects, you know, that they've, buried over time, so. And it looks like that's what's happening, right? Yeah, one or the other, and hopefully we'll find out sooner rather than later what, what's actually going on, so. I, I, the messaging, though, is different. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead, Nick. No, I was going to say, you know, as you you had mentioned, you know, if they're moving it over to Nest, it does sound like development is going to continue, and they're not, you know, burying it, so. Yeah, they moved it. The thing is, they moved it to the hardware division, and that's what... That's that. Like, if if they just said, "Oh, we're going to be we're going to be continuing Google Glass with other projects," like, I, I use the example in the article about Google Wave. Like with Google Wave, it was it was pretty pretty apparent that it was dead, um, and you can see sort of little little ghosts of Google Wave in a lot of the Google prod products now, like Drive, um, Hangouts. But with this, I you know I think they could they could take some things from Glass and integrate it into other products or different products, future products, things we haven't seen. Um, but the I mean the idea of of Glass, the idea of something that you know goes directly to your eye, whether it's in Glass form or if it's in contact form, like some of the you know other like Google X projects they've talked about. I don't think that's going away. Did you see this? You were talking about Project R. Did you see that they're gonna start their trials for it this year? This picture is pretty cool. I wanna, I wanna show you. I need to show you this picture. Yeah, they're using it like Latin America, right? Yeah. Uh, Puerto Rico. Look at that thing. <clears throat> Look at it. So that's, cool. That's pretty awesome. I, I think this is. This is this is one of those things that um, Google's on the leading edge on that I I think has the potential to just blow up. Like some not people filling up landfills with old smartphones every year or two. I think just yeah. that alone is like awesome. Well, and maybe this is maybe this is like too <laughs> like maybe this is too like pie in the sky thinking, but you know it's sort of like like when we um, when we had the space program and we forced ourselves to. Um, to you know, kickstart technology and make things smaller, and you know, make better use of space. I think I feel like that's that happened with Project Aura too. Yeah, like these people had to learn how to shrink things down so small and segregate things in such a way that they can be modular. Um, that even if this project is a failure, I all of the side benefits that they got out of it, probably even on the patent side, um, I think I think that this is going to be a win for them in the end. Yeah, particularly the patents. That seems to be <laughs> the uh, primary driver for a lot of these big companies like Google, Apple, Samsung, etc. So yeah. 
And if you think about like the way that we the way that we buy components currently, you, you know, like you said, Matt, like we're not filling up, you know, we're not filling up landfills. <clears throat> but if you know, if I owned, if I had a Motorola phone and I wanted to upgrade the camera, you know, I could pay a hundred dollars or 150 bucks for the official camera upgrade, or maybe I just go on eBay or some site and buy like a cheap knockoff from China for 50 bucks. Like I. This could I hate the use of the word disruptive, but I, I truly think this could be a disruptive change uh, when it comes to smartphones. Like it and then, like, I'm really excited. Have, the cheap ones have malware in them and they watch you all the time, so maybe it is worth spending that extra that extra thirty bucks. <laughs> Doesn't matter. I got nothing to hide. I saved a hundred bucks. Right, I can buy another tea maker. Stare at my dumb phone all day. Watch me. Uh, this is kind of cool. You guys remember Xiaomi. Uh, they have a $16 Bluetooth controller. Looks like a Sony PS4 controller, kind of. I, I don't know. I, I like these. I like these Bluetooth controllers like this so that you can play play games on your, your phone and tablet and everything. Uh, also, this one has a cool 3-axis gravity sensor in it, so it's like it knows which way it is. Uh, but yeah, it's pretty cool, and it'll be compatible, it says, with uh, stuff like Android TV or pretty much anything Bluetooth. Wow, that's only like that's that's like fifteen bucks, fifteen sixteen yeah, right? bucks. Ninety nine Juan. That's Juan. So Juan. <laughs> but yeah, let, let us not forget the quality of game pads that we've seen, you know, in the past three years. Yeah. You know, like yeah. The, the Ouya controller, all these like cheap. This is Hugo wouldn't make garbage. <laughs> Please, Hugo sold out. <laughs> Hugo <laughs> cashed the check. Ooh, it really like it really does feel like they just they just sort of like you know trot him out in front of the stage every once in a while when they're announcing a new phone. Like, does he really? Is really has their that? stuff not gotten better? The company has gotten more profitable since then. I, I don't know. Maybe, maybe we yeah. should get one and yeah, find Eric. out. Yeah, Eric. I'm I will you. say this: he's probably a good subject matter expert for Android <laughs> phones. So, he is like one of the most most profitable or most worth the most in in tech startups uh, in this last round of funding. I just know that because it was on episode of Breaking Android. Ooh. Yeah, I mean, he is, they are doing seven tablets at you know at their releases and you know we haven't seen anyone really you know debut these kind of things. They're like, hey, we're just going to do this online. So it's like he obviously has some presentation skills, and I really haven't found anyone at Google to replace him. So I don't know. He's probably pulling his weight over there in China. <laughs> and these things are totally sold out, so you can't even get one. But yeah, but yeah. I mean, I think they're sold like out that. because what other choice do you have? In China, like there, the I Bad I don't cat. doubt that the hardware is better. Like I, the hardware is is probably on par with Oppo and some of those other ones we've seen. But I can tell you, after using an Oppo phone for a year, that the performance went down, and that's just what you get when you have these cheap, high quality phones. They're they're cutting costs somewhere, and the you know just from using the phone, the cost cutting is obviously in the internal components, and it shows. Which if you're if you're gonna just ditch your phone after a year, that's fine. But if you you know, if it pisses you off that you buy some you know, buy a not cheap, nice phone and you get, you know, 
performance degradation so quickly, then maybe you don't want to buy a Xiaomi or an Oppo. Yeah, maybe. Maybe it's just a problem with this kind of memory. Because yeah. I don't... My my Moto X isn't any better or worse than those, and it does the same damn thing. I'm pretty sure that's what it is. Yeah. Poop. Uh, I I I'm sort of and and like I said, maybe I should just get a Xiaomi phone just to try. But it it feels like one of those things, like especially with the Oppo. Like you get it, you're excited. Like I I felt that at the time, if you go back and listen to past episodes, that. You know, maybe maybe we maybe like Chinese manufacturing had turned a corner, and it wasn't all you know. It didn't have to be all this like chintzy crap that I had been seeing from living in Asia. What's that? Cheap three D printed plastic. It it sometimes it feels like that. Like you you hold some of these phones, um, especially in you know if you're in Asia where like where you're just surrounded by this stuff. You hold these phones, and it feels cheap. You turn them on, and everything just is so slow, and the screens are made of plastic, not glass. Like it's it's nasty. So you're you're sort of tricked into in you know you're tricked into thinking when you're holding one of these um, one of these high quality uh, Chinese manufactured phones that it's it's different. When in reality, I don't think it's that much different. Also, they use the like MediaTek processors and small resolution screens and stuff like that. So they, you know, it just depends on that region. We're sort of in, in a good shape being in the States and that we get, we can get high-end hardware, although for a pretty hefty price. But, yeah, it does seem like in many cases, you know, the, the they're cutting costs on the on the store, so. Yep. Uh, let's see. What do you guys want to end with? You want to talk about some games? Smartphone tablets, smartphones. You want to talk about Borderlands? <laughs> yeah, sure. Let's talk about Borderlands. All right, Tales from the Borderlands coming to Android. I never got that into Borderlands. My girlfriend plays it on the the Xbox. It, I tried to get into it. It's it's like too cartoony for me. I, I can't I can't do it. I don't know. Cartoony in what way? Like, the, do you just do you simply mean the art style, or are you talking yeah, about like the, the style of the stuff? gameplay? Like, it feels very. And I don't know. That might be my bad from playing things like Last of Us and Destiny and all that on the <laughs> PS4, and then reverting to trying to play, you know, the new Borderlands on. Yeah, it looks like cell shaded stuff that they're doing for yeah, Borderlands. It's, cool. it's a cool style. It's not. I just I couldn't get into it. I, I don't know. I I probably just didn't give it a chance. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I, I think that you, um, I think you have a point. I, the art style, I've, n- I've never really liked cell shading, quite honestly. Um, it's all right. It, I mean, for what it is, it's cool. Now, this type of game, like the Borderlands, all the Borderlands games are first-person shooters, and this is a Telltale game. So mm-hmm. similar to The Wolf Among Us, which we talked about a few shows ago, or The the Walking Dead, which was probably the most famous Telltale game, Um so this this is sort of like a, you know, it puts you in a situation you have to quickly make a choice and all your choices have consequences. Um, have so has your has your girlfriend has she bought this has she played it? Uh, no, not yet. I don't believe so. Hmm. We'll have to check it out and see. Because I'm I'm not going to get into it. <laughs> 
Yeah, it looks well, like this is a point-click version of that type of game. It uses the same type of graphics, I guess. But Yeah, like Dragon Slayer was way back in the day, right, where you had to get the knight through the, the dragon cave thing, and you had to, like, move the control or the, the stick at certain times and make the, you know, click the button now. And if you Yeah, work. I grew out of those games a long time ago, and unfortunately yeah. in the Commodore 64 era and <laughs> early Nintendo-type games, so... Well, Nick, I will say, I I loved The Wolf Among Us. And I played that 100% on the Android tablet. I thought it was great. Um, the problem is, I, I for me, I just kind of... Like, I, I played through The Wolf Among Us in a long weekend. Um, it was I think it was worth, you know, the money that I paid. Because if you wait a little bit, um, you know, and you don't buy the season pass up front, like, eventually it'll go on sale and it'll be cheaper. Um but I, I sort of lose my desire to play games like this. Like I, I have to, t- I could do them in spurts. I can't just only play this type of game. Real quick. Yeah. Um, you know, it's also worth noting that uh, Telltale also released um, the their Game of Thrones uh, game on Android uh, within the past month too. So I don't, I don't think we had a chance to talk about that. So they've released two. Two games with two pretty high-profile properties, um, all within a month or two of each other. Wiener party, wiener party. <laughs> that's every time I hear Game of Thrones now. That's all I think about from that South Park episode. <laughs> South Park. Okay. Wiener party. We- yeah. Anyway, <laughs> sorry. I'm sure this season's going to be fantastic, or whatever. Do you not watch Game of Thrones? No, I do. I'm just oh. after watching that South Park. They're pretty right. Like it's it's just been a big wiener party. <laughs> what are you talking? It was fine, whatever. Just, uh, okay. And then the dragons. No, and then the wieners. Yeah. All right. Uh, anything else you want to plug that article that you wrote? Yeah. Go ahead. Uh, if you go over to a new domain net. Um, you can catch the article that I wrote, uh, which is called Dear Ex-Google Glass Explorers, Don't Give Up Yet. Um, oh, that's nice. That's maybe nice. I don't... I'm not as... If I came across negative, I'm actually I'm actually pretty pretty positive about, about Google Glass, but if go ahead and check negative, Blame the editors. <laughs> yeah. No, no, I mean in, in this episode, but yeah. Oh. If you don't like the article, blame the editors. That's what I'm... <laughs> We'll we'll post Eric's uncut article, full length uncut on right. on the site. How I really feel. That's right. And uh, there's a little surprise in there, a photo Ooh. that if you guys have forgotten about, um, I think you'll like. Right click, save as. I forgot about it until I saw it. Then I wish I didn't see it again. So Unfortunately, thanks. it was cropped too high. Never forget. We know party. All right. See, uh, so we got any, any unboxings or any reviews you've done recently? Uh, I'll tell you the re. I, I was at the the HTC thing there, and they they had giant re's set up like yeah. ones that look like summer. I don't know. Um, those cameras are kind of cool. No, I can't pay two hundred dollars for one though. But like after actually being able to handle one, I yeah. say we work for a site that that's yeah. kind of run by HTC. But, like, it is kind of cool. And I saw an article, uh, I talked about this on the last Breaking Android 12. It'll be up, I think, tomorrow. 
Um, but there's there's this article that compared them to a GoPro. And as far as, like, sensors and megapixels and everything, like, what the RE gives you for the $200 price point, you would have to get, like, the top-of-the-line GoPro, which is at 400 I think. And still, that's only a 12-megapixel, whereas the RE is 16. And, of course, yeah. it's not just the megapixels and stuff. It's the, the sensors and everything. But it seems like for the price, it, it's it's expensive for what it is. But then when you compare it to other stuff, that you could use instead of that. Like, the, this thing yeah. has a bunch of different mounts, like a GoPro and all that stuff. Yeah. Like as, as a camera itself, it compares favorably to the, to the GoPro. But yeah. in terms of, or at least the highest-end one, even the highest-end one, but as far as video performance, it only does 1080p at 30, 720p at 30, and it does 720p at 120 frames a second, but only for the, uh, the slow-mo usage. And one of my, I did a review on it a month ago, and one of my criticisms of it is that there's not a 720p, 60 frames per second version. And also the version I had was defective, and I paid $100 for it. I bought it from the HTC Hot Deal site and was not able to get a replacement for it. I had to send it back and buy a new one. What was wrong? The uh, there was something loose near the microphone port wow. that was noticeable only when you put it in the car mount. So when you're driving, you hear this rattling sound over and over. And that's detailed in my video series and one of the criticisms I leveraged against it. But for me personally, at $100, I would buy it again. And when it does become $100 at whatever point, the next time I see it for that, I will buy it again. But for $200 like you, I can't see purchasing it. And in my case in particular, I bought it for $100, cannot buy it again yet for $100. So um waiting for it to come down. I'm not going to buy it for 200 bucks when I already bought it for 100 yeah. So it makes it even worse sense would, for me. I would probably drop 100 on it. Maybe. So for me as a YouTuber that, that wants to do some vlogging, it's easier to hold as opposed to a phone. So I won't bore you to tears with all this. It's got a wider, wider view. It's got a wider view. It's got a wider view. It's much easier to hold. It's half as light as this, and it'll still do 1080p, 30 frames a second. And it's got mounts that you can use. So there's advantages for doing doing it, but it's too expensive. So I'm all ready to if you would buy it again, well, two questions. So if you buy it again at $100, why did you return it? Or are you saying that defective. only your unit was defective? My unit was defective, and the reason I was able to determine that was I watched other people with their rig cameras put in the the mount that's used on, on the windshield, the suction mount, and they yeah. did not have that noise, whereas mine did. And mine, I could duplicate it by just shaking it like that, and no other audio that I heard by anyone else had that. So, but unfortunately, the HTC Hot Deal site does not do replacements. They only do returns, and they offer their sales for one day only. So, so they're they're wait. So you're telling me that if you buy something off of HTC Hot Deals, there is no warranty with that. There is the, you. The thing is, there's probably a, a warranty you could use for the product itself. But what I'd have mm -hmm. to do is send it, you know, go through an RMA process, and then wait however long to get a replacement. So. Oh, I see. Okay, so you could you could have still done a replacement and gotten yeah. And I, well, the thing is, also when you're dealing with an RMA for replacement, most of the times you're not getting a brand new one; you're getting a refurbished one. So someone else's damaged one potentially I could have gotten. So, it, which is it, apparently it, what I'm getting with my Shield tablet. So that's great. Yeah. So I just don't want to go down that road. I figure you know what, on a matter of principle, can't do that. So, anyways, nice. fair enough. Right on. Well, thank you guys and girls for listening every week. Now, New Year.
TackleTheAndroids.com. Uh, subscribe on iTunes and all that fun stuff. We're on Stitcher, of course, got a Google Plus page uh, and a YouTube channel, so make sure to check that out. Uh, thanks for listening. It's Eric, that's Nick, and I'm Matt. We'll, uh, we'll talk to you guys next time. Have a great week. Bye. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to Attack of the Androids. You can join us every week at www.attackoftheandroids.com slash live.